So this is Pastor BJ. Hello. Is that on? All right. Pastor BJ. Now, I was looking back on my Facebook feed, and a year ago to this date, pretty much, last Sunday, or a year ago yesterday, is it not where it's? Check. There we go. A year ago, last, a year ago, last, uh, yesterday, um, you started the biker service. Yes, we did. Yeah. We started biker service. Yeah, and so that had grown uh, a year prior. He had a biker group that would meet, and they were just a small group, and they were, uh, God was moving in that, and, and so they changed it to a uh, Bible study uh, for that whole time. And then last year, they moved it in here, and they started in a biker service, and God has grown that, and it's been a blessing, and we see God still moving in that, and uh, I see in, in BJ a pastor's heart. I see in BJ um, someone who can lead a church, a church leader, and we see that as elders of Waterhouse Church in that, and we want to uh, give him all that he needs to pastor that church, and God is doing something amazing uh, through the biker service. If you've, ever, if you've ever been in one of these, uh, in the services at five o'clock, it's a whole different culture. It's a whole different thing. And it is, man, it's, 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 it's great. It's awesome. It's good, man. You get pumped up, you, you jump around. Um, you want to bring your bike. You know, I don't have a bike, but I want to buy a bike every time I come. I feel like I'm missing out. Um, but it is awesome. Uh, and God is doing amazing work uh, through this biker service. And it's going to be a biker church. And we know that God's going to do even more through that. So I'm going to let BJ talk a little bit about this biker church, and then we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to do a few things to commit uh, to this uh, biker church because we are, as Waterhouse Church, we're what we call a parent church, meaning um, we're his parents. (laughs) Basically, we're we're here to help uh, facilitate. We're here to help uh, garnish, just like a parent would, a child that's, that's learning to walk on their own, we're going to be there for guidance and support. Financially, we're going to help as well. Um, our board is going to be their board until um, they come to a point where we feel like, man, they are good to go on their own. Because like I said, it's not about building the brand of Waterhouse Church. It's about building the kingdom. And, and so the, the, the task here is, man, within a, a few years, they're financially stable, they're healthy, they can find a good, uh, another building somewhere and go uh, and serve in, in another place, and people just come, and God's doing amazing things. Now, these guys, they're, y'all could probably just do this anywhere, we're good. right, because we're good. they're always all over the place. They're at biker rallies. They're, um, they're always uh, out and about the community, uh, being the hands and feet of Jesus, and I know that God's going to do amazing things through that. So, BJ, go ahead, sir. All right, like Neil said, I'm, I'm BJ, and we have been blessed by, by Waterhouse and, and definitely blessed by what God has done for us and what doors he has opened for us because we, we have a unique opportunity, and like, like Pastor Neil said, you know, we, we cater to the, to the bikers around us, and that's anywhere from what people refer to as the one percenters or just your weekend riders. Um, just, just so y'all know, just a few numbers. State of Texas is ranked number three in the most registered motorcycles throughout the United States. We have a little over 400, almost 450,000 registered motorcycles in the state. Parker County probably has about 4,500, 5,000 or something like that registered here just here in Parker County. So when you, when you think about that, that's a lot of people to reach. And that's just not 
when you, then if you go outside of Parker County, you think of, you know, we're, we're right not, not far from Hood County, not far from Palapano, Wise County, even we, you know, Tarrant County is just the interstate ride down the road. So when you think about that, there's a lot of opportunity for us to reach a community that most people will stay clear of. You know, most people won't go up and talk to at a gas station. Okay, and you know, Neil talked about opportunities for us. Gas stations, where we're getting gas is one of the biggest opportunities we have to usually witness to people, to pray with people and stuff like that because everybody does like to look at motorcycles. And then, you know, our best as disciples of Jesus on the back, it, it identifies us as a motorcycle ministry. So people will approach us and we'll end up paying, praying for people just at, at gas pumps and stuff. So we're reaching a, a, a community out there that rides. We're reaching a community out there that sometimes, and... Thank God it's not here, okay? But there are some churches when, when people walk in wearing a, a leather jacket, a leather vest, or their leather chaps, or riding on a motorcycle, they're kind of shunned. They're kind of shunned. They're looked at like, oh, you don't belong here, okay? And, and we've talked to people like that, and we give those people an opportunity to come and feel comfortable in a service where they can worship the same God that we do, the same God that loves us, and that's what we do. We provide an atmosphere, if you will. I hate using that word, but that's what it is. We provide an atmosphere that those people feel comfortable coming in and just worshiping God, the same God we do, the same God that loves you, loves the bikers, okay? Loves the bikers, he does. And, and one of our Proverbs 27, 17, they put it up there. That, that's kind of a, a verse that we, we, we have, we have it on a patch, and that's something I strongly believe in. You know, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's what it's about. It's about lifting each other up. And here's the thing. I'm going to plug this in. You don't have to have a motorcycle to come. Okay? You don't have to have a motorcycle. Yeah, Kim claps all the time because Kim comes back here. So, so Kim's there. You come sit with Kim. Okay? We have people that, that, you know, maybe a traditional church is just not what they're looking for. Or maybe, you know, it's sad, but it's true. People were hurt by the church. And they're looking for somewhere where they fit in. They feel welcomed. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, that's what we're trying to do. You know, when we see people out riding, stop, talk to them. Neil said, we go to all kinds of events. We do toy runs. We go to rallies. You know, we're just out there to serve. Sometimes it's just handing bottles of water out and just praying for people. Sometimes it's cooking pancakes. Sometimes it's cooking lunch, supper. Whatever it is, we're just out there to serve out in the community just so people will know, hey, there's people that love you too. There's a God that loves you guys, that loves those guys. And that's what we're there. We just want to, like Neil said, we just want to be the hands and, and feet of, of, of Jesus. And I would ask that, you know, Neil's going to go over something, so I'm going to jump just a little ahead. But there's some bracelets right here. They're red and black. They're on the back table back there. Okay. I know one time right now when you see bracelets in churches, you know, red means don't touch me. That's not what that means because they're red and black. Somebody asked me what the black means. Does that mean it's the plague? No, has nothing to do with that, okay? But what I would like for you to do, they're on the back table as you're going out the door. If you'll grab one and just wear it, and when you think about it, pray for Iron Faith Biker Church, okay? Can you do that? Can you pray for Iron Faith Biker Church? Because you know what? We need prayer just like any other church. You know, we're, going, we're young, we're starting off, we have great leaders that are behind us, we have a great church that's behind us that's going to help us along the way, but we definitely need your prayer because we definitely want to make an impact in the community around us and in the, the biker community. Yeah, 
And so what do you think right now is your biggest need? I'm going to ask you a couple questions before I kind of plug. <laughs> you know, our, our biggest need, honestly, probably is, is workers. You know, every church needs workers. So, you know, if you, if you want a, an area to serve, because when you think about it, you know, you walk in here, it's established. And so there's people to take your kids in. There's people, because that's something we want to do desperately is we want families to come. We want families to come into the building. We want families to bring their kids just like they do here on Sunday mornings. We want those folks that don't come to a church to be welcomed on a Sunday afternoon and have their kids in church with them. So workers, you know, is definitely one. Of course, you know, there's always the finances. Got to have the money, you know, to, to do programs and support and stuff like that. Um, prayer. Prayer's got to be the biggest one, you know, yeah. prayer. You know, because I'll tell you all, when, when you start advancing the kingdom of God, that's when you start shaking the devil up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now you do. And that's a good shaking. I love it. I love it. But that's when the devil gets mad. And that's when the devil starts sinking his teeth in. And that's when your workers, the people that are with you, walking beside you, have to remember that we serve a great God. And we need to be covered in prayer. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So people, prayers, and provision. Provision. All right. The Amen. three P's. I'm a pastor, so I'll make, you know, all those things. Can I get uh, those cards, hon? you mind handing those? I forgot to grab those on the way up here. So this is what I'm going to ask all of us to do. Um, on this is a commitment card. And all of you uh, need to fill this out. You're not getting it out because the very least you can do is pray. Everybody can pray, right? That doesn't cost you anything but a, bit, a little bit of time. Amen. And prayer is essential. Uh, Prayer is big, and we're going into 21 days of prayer uh, this Sunday, or starting today, actually. And so prayer is essential. And then also it has a spot on there that says, I will commit financially to support Iron Faith Biker Church monthly. Um, maybe, uh, okay, so let me, this is above and beyond your regular giving to this church, okay, your tithing. Um, and, and so for those of you do, that do give here, thank you so much. But maybe you're like, man, I just want to pay it forward for more. Some of you uh, fund missionaries. Uh, I know a lot of you fund you know, missionaries out of your own pocket. Uh, the church here funds missionaries, but also out of your own pocket, you're like, man, I want to support a missionary. Just think of this as a missionary project and say, man, I'm going to support and fund um, Iron Faith Biker Church. It doesn't matter how much it is. If you're like, man, 10 bucks a week, month, 20 bucks a month, whatever, every little bit goes to the kingdom um, every little bit helps. And so maybe you're like, man, I could just, I can commit financially there, uh, monthly, or you want to take a big faith step and say, man, I'm going to commit to joining Iron Faith Biker Church. I, you know, when he, when we talked about this, I told him like, you have a no holds limit, like and you can catch everybody in the church. It's fine. God will bring more people back to Waterhouse Church. I'm not worried about people leaving, um, because God brings the people and, and this is about the kingdom. And you may be saying, man, I really, uh, I think I could help there. I think I could serve there. I think uh, I believe in what Iron Faith Church is doing. I believe in reaching the biker community, uh, and not just that, the community at large, because, again, it's not just about bikers. It's about people that would normally not come on a Sunday morning uh, service, because this is all spit and polished for the most part. I mean, a little more spit than polished sometimes. But, you know, this is, this is kind of what people expect when they come to church. And a lot of people may be like, I don't really feel comfortable there. Maybe they'll feel comfortable with this. This is raw, and it's, it's real. And, I mean, not, not that we're not real, but it's just, it's just raw, you know, and, and it's good. And so maybe these people will come to those. So maybe you're like, man, you're just feeling a tug in your heart. I think I want to help there. Maybe commit to six months. You don't have to commit forever. 
And maybe you'll, you'll do it for a little while, and you're like, man, this is what I want to do. I, I really believe in this. Maybe just say, man, I'm going to step out for six months. I'm going to help this church plant get on its feet, and I'm going to help and serve wherever I can. Um, maybe just check that. And so when you check these off and you put your name on your email and phone number, uh, Pastor BJ is going to follow up with you, and he's going to say, hey, I saw you wanted to serve. This is how you can help. This is how you can get involved. Thank you for financially supporting us. Thank you for your prayers. And we are going to be good parents. We're not going to be, have illegitimate children at this church. Okay? We're going to be good parents. We're going to make sure they're, they're capable and they're ready and, and that they are on the right foot moving forward. And so what I want you to do is we're going to hand these out. I forgot to give these to you when you came in. Um, if I can get a couple people to help hand these out, Tyler and... You got, does you want to come up, both of y'all? Come yeah, on, young boys. Good. Tyler and Austin. That's what happens when you're a teenager. You got to get work. Hey, just real quick, I want to plug in. Here's that, your first you know, ushers right here. Right. We are here every Sunday at 5 p.m., okay? Yeah. And it's right here. We changed the look of it, of the whole stage kind of. Yeah. We do our own little theme, if you will. But if you, if you work with people, if your neighbors ride, there's cards on the back table back there. When you're back there grabbing a bracelet, grab a, grab a card Hand it to them. Invite them to church, you know. Mm-hmm. If they, if, especially, if, you know, and I don't want to take nobody away from anybody's church, okay. If they have a church, great. But the good thing is we have several people that attend other churches on Sunday morning. But since we are a biker church and they ride, they come here on Sunday afternoons. So that's an option too. That's right. So. That's good. So um, you don't have to fill this out right now. You don't have to, you don't have to commit right now. What I, want, I really want you to pray about it. Amen. I really want you to pray about it, but we do need these back. <laughs> don't just leave it on your, you know, don't just leave it on your table or anything like that or throw it in your car. Take it, pray about it. Maybe if you're married, pray with your spouse. Say, man, what is God, what do you feel like God wants us to do here? And man, is God calling us to go serve here? Is God calling us to help plant this? Is God calling us to financially support it? Or, man, maybe God's just calling us to pray. You can do one of those three things because it's going to take all three of those things for Iron Faith Church to reach this community and the community around us. And, and uh, because I know you do it so well here that you can do it well there. And so thank you so much for that. When you, all you got to do is once you fill it out, you feel like, okay, this is what I want to do. Just drop it in the offering box back there, and we'll make sure we get it to Pastor BJ. We'll look over it, and we'll pray uh, with you and for you. And so thank you so much, Pastor BJ. Yes, sir. Looking forward to what God's going to do, man. Amen. It's going to be thank awesome. All right, we've got a little time left for the message. Now we're good. We're good. So we are uh, going into 21 days of prayer and fasting, if you feel like it. Um, fasting is important and prayer is important. And now more than ever, man, this, this time of year, I mean, just it's, the year's almost over and 2020 has been a roller coaster of a ride and it feels like it's been downhill the whole time, no uphills, right? And so it's, it's just one of those times where you don't know. You know, you hear the word unprecedented all the time. You know, I'm kind of hearing unprecedented times. Um, it's difficult times, yes. It's uh, unknown times. It's times we don't know what to do. But I'm telling you, when you don't know what to do, the best thing to do is always pray. Because you can always pray. And we believe that there's a God that answers prayers. Is a believe, we believe in a God that can do the impossible where nothing seems possible. God can step in and do something. And so for these 21 days of prayer that we're going to step into, we believe wholeheartedly that God's going to answer our questions that we have. 
He's going he's gonna to break down barriers. He's going to set people free. He's going to do miracles. He's going uh, to help us connect closer to who he is. As a church, we're going to be more united. We're going to know what's going on because right now we don't know. Right now we don't know. It's funny, uh, all of our staff before Easter, we all get together, you know, trying to get organized and planned for the year. We get, we get at the calendar, we look at it, we're like, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Man, Easter's going to be the biggest day ever. You know, we're, we're going to plan out, we're, you know, we got everything lined up to go, and then COVID hits. Easter didn't have, you know, it was the smallest Easter ever. We were actually out in the field doing service with just the worship team, and it was all video. And so we just, our, our plans got, you know, it got, it got trashed, and we didn't know. And it was funny, Karen sent me a meme about 2020 plans. I had this dude, like, spilling this big pot of beans over. He's like, this is my plans in 2020. Just get spilt out everywhere. You know, it's been that way for all of us. But walking into 2021, if we know what God wants and what God wants to do, and if we're, if we're lined up with God, I think when we come into 2021, it's going to be a whole lot smoother ride for us. Because it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if, if they tell us to shut down. It doesn't matter if the world uh, is, is on fire because we know that God is with us and God is for us and he has a plan for us and we know what to do. And so that's why we get what we are going into this 21 days of prayer because if you don't know why you're praying, it's going to be hard to pray. We need to know why we're praying. We got to know the whys of why we do the things that we do. And so what is your why? Why do you want to pray? Why do you want to come into the presence of God? What do you need from God? God can give you so much just through prayer. I don't know how prayer works. I just know that prayer works. I can't explain it to you. I can't, uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of how, what happens in the heavens when we start to pray. But all I know is that when we pray, God answers our prayers. That when we pray, God listens the God of the universe that created everything listens to our prayers. That's an amazing thought. And so we get this 21 days of prayer from this passage in Daniel, Daniel chapter 10. Let me pull it up here. It says this in Daniel 10. When the vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks all that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat, no wine, had crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. And then he said in verse 12, this is what happens. So Daniel gets this vision, and he sees this dream about the future. He doesn't know what's going He can't figure out what's going on. It was a time of the future, times of war and great hardship up there. It says that. And so it's, there's this time that, that he sees, this vision he sees, and he goes, I need understanding. I need to know what this means. And so what's he do? He prays and he fasts for 21 days. And so Daniel puts aside all choice meats, all choice wines, all the things that, that bring pleasure, and then he just humbles himself before God, and he seeks God in prayer, and he fasts. He needs to know. He needs to understand. And then in verse 12, this is what happens. The angel shows up and he says to him, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. And if you read this whole uh, chapter of Daniel, you'll see that there's this battle in the heavenlies that takes place when Daniel starts to pray. The archangel comes down, the one that tells him this message. that says, I was held up. I was held up by another spirit. 
And so there was a spiritual battle that was going on in the heavenlies when Daniel prayed. And it was like this angel was trying to break through those enemy lines to tell Daniel what he needed to hear. And when we pray, it, it launches into the spiritual battle. There's something that happens in the heavenlies. Like I said, I can't explain it. I just know that prayer works. And, and sometimes we don't get the immediate response because sometimes we have to keep praying and we have to keep fighting. In, in the spiritual realm, there's something happening. They're having to, uh, maybe the angels are having to break through the enemy lines to come and answer our prayers. But I do know this. The moment that we pray, God hears. That's what he said. He said, the moment that you humbled yourself and prayed before your God, God heard you. God heard you. And I want you to know that God hears you when you pray. God, God listens to us, and that should make us just want to pray just because of that. Amen? I can't tell you how prayer works, but like I said, it works. And so as we journey into this 21 days of prayer and fasting, when we, when we seek God's face, when we look and try to understand where we're at as a people, because right now we need understanding, just like Daniel. Right now we don't know what's going to happen. Right now, all we know is that it's not looking good. Like we have a vision, right, of the future, and it's probably not very good. But we need understanding. We need to know, God, where do we go? Where do we move forward? How do we move forward? What do we do in this moment? God, I need you. I need you in this moment. If you look in Scripture, you see all these great men and women. They had one thing in common. They knew how to pray. They prayed. They prayed dearly. They prayed with tenacity. They prayed because they often didn't know what else to do. And I'm telling you, when you don't know what else to do, sometimes prayer is all you can do. And prayer is powerful. And so we neglect it so often, and we shouldn't. When Abraham heard that God was going to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah, and his nephew Lot was in that town, he prayed. He sought God's face. He, he spoke with God, and he, he talked to God, and he begged for God to spare Lot. When Isaac didn't have a wife, how many of you need a wife, right? How many of you need a life? <laughs> when Isaac needed a wife, he prayed. He prayed, and God heard his prayer. When Jacob was returning to his brother Esau after Jacob had deceived him, he prayed. He prayed, God, please give me mercy at the hand of my brother. And God heard his prayer. Moses prayed on behalf of the people when they were in the desert for provision and healing and mercy. Over and over, Moses prayed to God to intervene, a divine intervention. And some of us today need, need a divine intervention. It may be provisional. It may be healing. You may need mercy or forgiveness. When you pray, God answers those prayers. Anytime that David would face an enemy, he would pray. Many of the Psalms in Scripture are David's prayers to God. I love reading the Psalms, and maybe during this 21 days of prayer, it would be good for us to open up Psalms and just read some of the Psalms when we spend our quiet time with God. David knew how to pray, and God answered his prayers. Queen Esther, when she was going before the king because the king had made an edict to wipe out his, her people, she had the people fast and pray, and God heard their prayer. The people were saved. I can't tell you how prayer works. I just know it works. Jesus, when he was here on his earthly ministry, he was marked by prayer. 
Over and over in Scripture, you see that he would go out into the wilderness and pray, that he would pray to the Father continuously. He needed to be united with the Father in prayer. And if it's important to Jesus, then it's probably important for us. Jesus prayed so uh, eagerly and so earnestly that even the disciples took notice and asked God, asked Jesus to show them how to pray. They came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. We need to know how to pray. Maybe today you just need to know how to pray. Maybe you don't know what to pray. Maybe you don't know why to pray or, or what it even means. And so we're going to make this easy for you during this 21 days of prayer. On this back table back here, there's, there's these prayer guides. We've we got to make up some more. We, find, we got some more material in to make up some more. So today, if you just want to take one per family, that would be good. Now, in this prayer guide, it's got lots of ways how to pray, how to engage in spiritual battle. It's a very good prayer guide. That's going to help you learn how to pray. It's going to help you and teach you what to pray sometimes. It leads you through how to pray through Scripture. It's a very good resource for you. Also, if you go to our website, waterhousechurch.com, you can click up there. We have the PDF of this that you can download and that you can print off for yourself. Grab one. Take it with you. Okay? Take it with you. It's a great resource. We want to help you pray and engage in this 21 days of prayer. The first church prayed. And they didn't just pray simple prayers. They prayed earnestly and with confidence because they believed that prayer works. They believed that God would answer their prayers. They believed that God would do something when they prayed. In fact, when the, when Peter was captured and he was put in prison because something happened, they prayed. And we're going to read this story in Acts chapter 12. Because, like I said, I don't know how prayer works. I just know it works. And so Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through 19 says this. In that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. And he had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. So things are not going well for the Christians at this point, right? Bad things are happening. People are starting to get killed. People are starting to get uh, killed in the streets. And so when Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people... And Herod was uh, the king. He, see, he saw that, oh, man, this, this really made these people glad when I killed uh, James. So now I'm going to be able to take out the other leader, Peter. And so he arrested Peter, and this took place during the Passover celebration. And then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of the four squads of four soldiers each. And Herod intended to bring Peter out for public uh, trial after the Passover. And so things look bad for Peter. Peter's probably thinking back. Man, they killed Jesus about this same time, right at the Passover feast. And now it's my time to go. I'm ready, maybe. And so he's sitting in prison, and the people catch wind that Peter has been uh, put in prison and thrown in prison, and they're going to put him on trial, and more than likely, he's going to be killed. They did it with James, and now they're going to do it with Peter, and they have no idea what they're supposed to do. But they do something in response, and we can always do something in response, because like I said, when you don't know what to do, prayer is always the answer. And so they said, that, I love this. He goes, but while Peter was in prison, the church prayed. While Peter was in prison, the church prayed. And they didn't just pray. They prayed earnestly for him. They, they prayed with tenacity. They prayed with fervor. They, they prayed actually believing that God would listen to them. It was earnestly they're pleading on behalf of Peter, saying, God, Lord, they've, they've killed James. They're going to kill Peter, Lord. You have to do something. We are powerless 
in this moment to do anything. And right now, you're probably in a situation, maybe you are, maybe you're not, I don't know, but maybe you're in a situation where you feel powerless. Like, everything has been ripped away from you. Maybe you can identify with Peter. You feel like you're shackled up and chained up, and, you, and, there's, and, and the enemy is watching you hardcore, making sure you don't get away. But I'm telling you, when you pray, something happens. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you, maybe you, you're, you're like these people that are praying for Peter and there's someone close to you that you love and they're going through a hard time. Maybe there's someone that you love and they're far from God. Maybe it's a, a son or a daughter or a relative. Maybe it's your workmate. Maybe it's your spouse. You can pray. You can pray and you can pray earnestly because God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. <laughs> our prayer can move mountains. Our prayer can heal. Our prayer can, can do miracles. Our prayer can bring people back to the Father. I'm a recipient of many prayers. My mother prayed for me. My spouse prayed for me. I had no chance. I had no chance. I'm telling you, parents that pray for their children, keep praying. Don't give up. Never give up. Spouses that are praying for your spouse, don't give up. There's power in prayer. Prayer works. I don't know how it works, but it works. I just want you to know that today. So we can always, we always have a response and we don't know what to do. We can pray. That's why we're jumping into these 21 days of prayer, because prayer does the impossible. Not our prayers doing the impossible, but God steps in and does the impossible. And this is what happened So they prayed earnestly for him. They didn't know what to do. He's about to be killed. He's about to be murdered. Uh, And what do they do? They pray. That's all they can do. And then this is what happens. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he felt he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate, and suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to wake him up and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on the sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel said, ordered. And so Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was just a vision. It's like, I've got to be dreaming because this can't really be happening. And he didn't realize it was actually happen, happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. And when Peter finally came to his senses, he said, It's really true. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When you pray, it sets things in motion. When you pray, there's something that happens, something activates in the heavenlies. Just like this angel came to go give Daniel the testimony of what his vision was, God sent this angel to break Peter out of prison, this great prison break. And the moment we start to pray, that God answers, God listens, God hears. Now, we may not get a response immediately. We may not know exactly how God's going to come through. And I'm telling you, every prayer that I've prayed, God didn't answer the way I thought he should. But I'm telling you, every prayer I prayed made a difference. Every prayer that I prayed made a difference not only in 
the world that I live in, but in my own life. Every prayer that I've prayed, God changed me. And that's what changes everything else. Because every time I come into God's presence, I connect with God. Every time I step in to the goodness of God and I pray and I seek his face and I know that he's there, God begins to work on my heart. God begins to change my views. He begins to renew my mind. He, he helps me to connect with his heart. He shows me things about myself that I need to correct. Not every prayer I pray changes the situation around me, but every prayer I pray changes my heart. That's why we need to pray. That's why we're seeking ourselves to pray for 21 days, to get, in, to get on our faces, to seek God, to look for God, to ask God, Lord, where do we go from here? As a church, we don't know where to go from here. We're not going to make any moves until this 21 days is, are over. There's a lot of things that we want to do as a church, and we're not sure if we should do them yet. But we're not going to do anything until this 21 days are over because we need God's guidance. You need God's guidance before you move anywhere. Because you're going to start making plans for 2021. You're going to start making your checklist and your, your list of goals. But let's make sure that as we step into 2021, that as we finish up this 21 days of prayer and we walk into the last 90 days of this year, that we're walking in step with the Father. And that how we leave 2021 helps us to launch us into 2020, or actually 2020, it helps us launch into 2021 on fire and in God's, uh, God's goodness and God's mercy, amen? And so guys, I just can't wait to pray with you. I can't wait to do this together. And man, Peter is set free, and this is what happens, because sometimes uh, we pray and we don't really expect God to do anything, but God still works, and God still does it, and I don't know how he does it, but he does it. I don't know how prayer works, but it works. And this is what happened. When he realized what happened, he went home to Mary, the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many gathered for prayer. They were praying there again, praying people. And he knocked at the door in the gate, and the servant girl named Rhoda came in and opened it. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, and instead of opening the door, she ran back and told everybody, that's got to be a sight, right? <laughs> Peter's like, well, you going to let me in? And she said, Peter's standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. There's no way. And when she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. And meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. Hey, let me in, let me in. This has got to be a sight. And when they finally opened the door, they saw him and they were amazed. Oh, my gosh. God actually answered our prayer. How did you get out of prison? And Peter tells them the story. And he tells them what happened. He said, tell James and other brothers what happened. And then he went to another place. He got out of town because Herod would be looking for him. And then at dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. And Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him. And when he couldn't find him, Herod interrogated the guards and unfortunately sentenced them to death. And so you see God stepping in. You see God doing a miracle in this story. You see God doing the impossible where, where it seemed, you know, doing the possible where it seemed impossible. When we pray, God does the impossible. When we pray, we step in to faith. And I pray that as we do this 21 days of prayer together, as we read our prayer guides, as we come together Monday through Sunday, 
We're going to have this building open from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning. Now, if you can make it great, if you, if you don't, that's fine as well. But the challenge is for you to take an hour a day and pray. If, if that's a lot for a lot of people, an hour is a lot. Just start with 10 minutes. Start wherever. Just pray. The idea is to pray. Don't make it legalistic. Don't go, oh, I got to pray today. Go, no, man, I get to pray today. I, I, I get to spend 10 minutes with God. I get to spend an hour with God. It, it's taking time out of your day to seek God's face and to seek direction. And I'm going to challenge you also to, to fast. Fasting, it, it, there's something that happens when you fast. And fasting, I'm, I'm telling you, you some of you are like, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to fast social media. Fasting is really food, okay? That's fasting food. And so I'm going to challenge you to fast, fast some meals during this 21 days. Fast and seek, fast and, 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 and pray and ask God to meet us in this moment because I know that after this 21 days of prayer, we're going to see mountains moved. We're going to see chains being broke. We're going to see people healed and set free. We're going to know exactly where to go. We're going to know exactly as a church what God wants us to do moving forward into 2021. We're going to know exactly in our own lives where God wants us to be. He may have some of you joining the biker church. But we're going to know at the end of this 21 days where exactly God wants us to go and to do. We're going to seek his face, and we're going to find understanding. Amen. So I know that you're going to join me with this, and I'm super excited about it. And God's going to answer your prayers because when we don't know what to do, we can always pray, right? We don't have the answer. Prayer is always the answer. Christian, you can come up. I don't know how prayer works. But prayer works. One day I'll figure it out. All I know is that God loves us. He listens to us. And that when we pray, something happens. And so we're going to practice for five minutes praying. And he's just going to play a song. He's not going to sing. And so we're just going to take five minutes where you are and just spend time with God. Just pray. You may journal. You may read your Bible. It's just five minutes of alone time, well, kind of alone time with God. If you're with your spouse and you, maybe you feel distracted by them or with, your, with some, a child, if it's a small child, you probably can't leave them. But just if there's plenty of room to, to space out if you want, you can do that as well. Just spend time with God. Five minutes. Five minutes will change your day, I guarantee you. Spend that five minutes with God.
meeting in this, in this place. Thank you, Lord, that you always hear us. That when we pray, you listen. God, let us come to you without fear. Let us come to you earnestly, seeking your wisdom, your guidance. Lord, you alone are our breakthrough. God, you alone bring freedom and hope. Lord, we come to you because you long for us to be in your presence. God, let us not neglect that time together. Let us not neglect our appointment with you on a daily basis. Lord, in you, hope is found. In you, joy is found. In you, O oh Lord, rest everything that I need. And God, thank you for that. Thank you for these people. Lord, I pray that as they go and they do these 21 days of prayer, fasting, God, that they find you, that you answer them. And God, that you do a miracle in their life, that you just pour back into them, God, and they step away from this 21 days stronger, better, wiser, healthier. God, and more on fire for you than ever. We thank you for this, God. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the opportunity to pray. We thank you, Lord, that we can just come and pray. What an honor it is to do that. And we love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, for some of you, that was the longest five minutes of your life. But I'm telling you, the more you get into God's presence, the more you take that time to pray, you'll be there and you're like, man, my time's up already. Just spend that time. Don't, don't feel like you have to, man, spend an hour. Just spend, just spend time with God. Spend time with God this week. Spend time with God every day for 21 days. Come at 6 in the morning to 7 in the morning. If you come in at 6.30, dry, it's going to be dry, come and go. You don't have to stay the whole time. From 6 and 7, we're just going to meet corporately. We've got some stations set up. We can do communion, do some other things just to help you engage with God. And also, uh, we're going to have a cross set up outside in the pavilion there. Uh, if you're just busy throughout the day and you want to, and you drive by, just drive by. You can leave, you can pray right there. You can pray at home, pray in a prayer closet. Doesn't matter. Also on Wednesday nights, this is what we're going to do. Um, at Wednesday on Wednesday nights from seven to eight o'clock. If you want to come, we're going to have the other building open over there because you use this building, and we're just going to have prayer meeting. It's going to be more focused on one one key aspect. We're going to have prayer meeting. Prayer is important. We need to pray. We need to pray, man. I pray that you would pray. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. God bless you. Have a great week. See you later. Bye-bye.